0: Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati. And this is our podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our Pointless podcast. Today, we are really excited because we bring you a topic that, in our opinion, it's really current. And it's a problem that Gen Z has. And in our opinion, maybe it should change a little
1: It's something that's like really controversial. And it's really relevant. I think that we are surrounded by it. I mean, there are new stories coming up like constantly. And we're just hearing about different things that are happening. And it's really relevant, both in like the world of public figures and influencers and all of that. But I think we also live it in our day to day life within like our peers and our friends, because it's a habit we've been getting into. And that is cancel culture.
0: Yeah, like in day-to-day life, I'm kind of scared of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about kind of a controversial topic because I'm Mm like, I am maybe not too well-informed about this, but this is Mm -hmm. what I think about it. And I really think that this is something we should talk about because obviously it's very current and, you know, with social – With the pandemic and everybody being on the internet almost every day, all day, this has been getting a little out of hand.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, we just wanted to have the opportunity to talk about this because I feel like it was probably one of our first ideas when we were starting up the podcast because it's something that so many people have been speaking up about. So I'm really glad that we're finally talking about it. At first, we're just going to be introducing like our opinions, our general thoughts on the topic, and then we're going to be taking a look at both the pros and the cons of cancel culture in our opinion. And then we're going to think about some like outstanding stories and just commemorate some of the biggest scandals we have witnessed in cancel culture. Next, I think that it would be really interesting to just take a minute to reflect on how it's transformed us as a society, because as Mati said, it's something that's really new and surfacing within Gen Z. So we want to take a minute to think about how that's shaped our society. And lastly, we want to think about our conclusions and our hopes for the future, what we can do with this cancel culture, what we hope it turns into, and of course, we'll finish the episode with our weekly favorites.
0: <laughs> okay, so before we start the episode, um, just a disclaimer, I think, well, two disclaimers. So first of all, if we're a little, like, out of our minds, this episode, it's because we are so tired. We week- are. This week we have started school again and
1: it's been rough. (laughs) To say the least, like we had a couple of days in person and the last day we were in person, my body was just like physically exhausted. I forgot like what it felt like to just walk around school and I like went walking to the mall afterwards, like that is physically exhausting. So yeah, it's been a rough week. (laughs) Uh, I'm not
0: kidding you when I say I almost passed out from exhaustion. Terrible. (laughs) And the second disclaimer is that obviously this is a very current topic and it's um something we're passionate about. So if we let a swear word sleep here and there, please be understanding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hashtag story, mom. (laughs)
1: period so i guess we'll just get started with all of our content and i would love to begin by sharing like my opinion on the topic so i definitely think that my stance on cancel culture is a little bit ambiguous i feel like with many of the topics we've discussed Matti and I have had a very clear opinion, like when we talked about Trump, abortion, we just knew like what our opinions were right off the bat and that's not necessarily the case today. I just think that this is a problematic that definitely isn't black and white like other topics we've discussed. There are many things to analyze and that's why we decided to do a pros and cons segment because I think Mati and I both recognize that there are some good things, but some ugly things as well about cancel culture. So I just want to state, like, my opinion is not entirely decided. I I recognize some value in, cal- in cancel culture, but I'm also opposed to certain, like, elements mm. of it. And looking back to when I was younger, I think I was actually more supportive of it, like... I, I don't know, just growing up and like in the media or like looking and watching at my u- favorite influencers like YouTube videos. I think that cancel culture in my eyes was something really normal and really natural. And you would just hear everybody canceling everybody all the time. So I think I started to maybe adopt that. And I would like sometimes say that in a very lighthearted way, like in my day to day life, like if something unfortunate happened, I'd be like, oh my God, she is so canceled. Not necessarily meaning like all the weight the word carries. And looking back on that, I think it was maybe a little bit like, I didn't think it through entirely because now I'm so scared by the word canceled. And when I was younger, I just, I don't think I looked at it in the same way. I thought it was much more of like a joke, but growing up, I think I've realized like how serious it is and how much of an impact it can have on, people li- on people's lives. So I've become just more aware of all of those aspects and kind of that darker side it entails. And I mean, I definitely do appreciate the aspect that it holds people accountable. And maybe that's why I was so drawn to it when I was younger because I just felt like it was a logical response to somebody doing bad things. And I still think it is important that it holds people accountable. But at the same time, I think it is a bit harsh, and we're going to get into that today, how like deep it can go and how big of a mess it can make over things that aren't even that serious to begin with. And I'm just frightened that it can end careers, because it has ended careers for people, and that really like scares me, and... I don't know I feel like I'm more aware of that and even though I'm not in the public eye at the moment I'm still like really scared of it happening to me you know maybe in the future or with my friends or just the people who know me in person but like especially to be honest
0: you're kind of in the public eye because you have a podcast Mm -hmm. and anybody (laughs) can listen to a podcast yeah
1: you know Yeah, but I mean, like, I still can't fathom that. And I I think it's a bit of a problem because I speak on my podcast as if nobody was listening, which is bad because, like, I'm in my room alone or I'm talking with you and it feels like it's just us or it's just me. And then, like, I see the numbers, but I still don't think people, like, completely listen. I think, okay, maybe they play it, but they're not paying attention. And I mean, that's good because it lets me to speak freely. But sometimes, you know, it can let me to, like, overshare and stuff like that. But I don't know, I feel like it's kind of weird just grasping the concept that, you know, people can listen. And maybe if they're not listening right now, like in the future, I mean, the Internet is kind of permanent. In the future, they may like reach these things. I know. (laughs) I'm really scared. (laughs) I'm really scared, especially like, you know, maybe something I say today and like in a couple of years, if I'm more successful or there are more people listening to me, like one of those old like audio clips resurfaces and people just like immediately start canceling me for something I said like at 17 years you know I feel like that's another really scary aspect of it and I'm not a proper influencer per se (laughs) but like it's one of the things that scares me to be an influencer and it's not like I really like it's my dream but I just think you know that's probably one of the toughest things of being a public figure oh my god yes and like
0: I feel if you know, um, celebrities today have things resurfaced from you know times where the internet wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna we're gonna have a lot more things to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's scary because if you are in any way in the public eye. You have to be so careful now. And I mean, that's yeah. good because it really can change perspectives. But again, as you said, there's some things that aren't worth canceling for.
1: Yeah, totally. And I really love what you said about like things resur- resurfacing from when the internet wasn't what it was today. Because looking back, like, I mean, I was much younger back then, but from what I have understood A couple of years ago, the internet was a much more like lighthearted space. And it was very normal for people to like tweet things that were more insensitive or like more dark humor and things like people didn't overthink as much. And now if you see anything of the sort or anything that's mildly discriminating, you know, it will be like you'll be held accountable for it and it'll be treated as a serious matter. Whereas in the past, people like it didn't think of it that way. I mean, I think that that is kind
0: of a good thing. But like, again, there's so many stuff that people have gotten canceled over for that. When you look at it, it's really, you know, taken out of context or people just don't know the story. That's what Mm -hmm. that's what gets me about this thing. People judge without knowing the back because, I mean, celebrities and public figures a lot of times do interviews and what's put out there. It's not the whole interview and uh, the magazines and whoever's doing the interview can obviously manipulate the footage or the text or whatever. So people just stay with what is said on that interview that is put out and they don't really go and do a background check. Like, is this really what they said? And yeah, because As a person who likes knowing things, it just blows my mind because I'm like, if I can do research,
1: you can do research. (laughs) Period. (laughs) And, like, something that, that made me think about, like, what you were saying is like even in our day-to-day lives like in our normal context you know like you and i like in school and stuff i feel like a lot of the time we judge people out of one specific outcome or like one scandal that we heard from like one person's perspective and we immediately judge and i mean like i can be a pretty judgmental person i'm a one of the enneagram (laughs) so like i mean sometimes we judge An entire person based on one story. And I feel like that's our equivalent to canceling people. You know, like sometimes, especially when I was younger, I've worked on that now. But, you know, I would hear like one bad thing that one person did. And I would immediately think that was like all they were. And I would cancel them in my head. And I feel like it's something, it's such a big part of like our, you know, like Gen Z culture. And we're going to talk about like why we think it's good and why we think it's bad. But my point is, I feel like we grew up with this being the default. And now that we're more aware, we have to like unlearn those tendencies because we realize they're bad. Of course. And
0: I mean, I also think um, judging through, inter- through the internet is so easy. Like you lose empathy and like oof, human values just because you do not know the person you're judging. Like, I can go through Instagram and see, I don't know, a pic a celebrity posted and read the caption and think that's bad. But, like, again, we do not know the context. And... Exactly. And that can ruin so much things because something taken out of context... Can be something completely different to what that thing in context was,
1: you are so right, and
0: I feel like this is a gen Z problem because we grew up with this, and we are the ones that do it because we're the ones that really are mm-hmm. on the internet the like the whole day, and we're the ones that you know search um things about celebrities and influencers. And I'm not saying we shouldn't cancel people because obviously there's people who have to be canceled and have to be held accountable for their actions. But the way we're doing it, it's not the correct way, in my opinion.
1: I think that Gen Z, like, we started this, now we're the ones who want to end it. I mean, like... I think that when this movement started, we didn't realize how much of an impact it would have, like, in a negative way. And now, so many of people within Gen Z are like, we need to stop cancel culture. Because with, like, any new invention, it's like, you don't realize the magnitude of the impact it will have until it's kind of advanced. Of course. And, like,
0: we are judging everybody for every single thing they do. Like, I feel like being Mm -hmm. a celebrity now, it's so difficult. Like, you can be an actress or an actor or, you know, a singer. You can be an influencer. But it's so worse and hard now that it it was, I don't know, a decade or two ago. Because now you have Instagram and you have Twitter and you have um, all these platforms. And, you know, you can use them for good but it's also giving away so much of your privacy because you're being observed for um you know you're being observed and it's giving up I don't know your privacy like that fundamental part of your life and you're being judged on every little mistake that you do Totally and now we have a lot of like teenagers that have become influencers and uh, quote unquote celebrities, and we're judging them as well so i can't I mean if I, like the judging eyes of twenty people, I cannot imagine what is to struggle with fifteen or million or more people judging me
1: I am so glad you brought this up because. I mean, you're so right. Like when you're a kid or a teenager, you are literally like, this is the time for you to make mistakes. This is the time for you to invent yourself, explore the world. And I feel like it's that time where in your day-to-day life, it's like more acceptable if you sometimes make mistakes in comparison to when you're an adult because you're just getting the hang of the world. But when we put these teenagers under a microscope, we do it when they're in the public eye We do it as if they were adults and we expect them to be coherent with all of their actions, to be completely like morally correct people, to have it all figured out. When in reality, they're, you know, they're teenagers. They're just like us. And we know how messy being a teenager is. And I feel like it's definitely really hard on them because we judge them as if they were adults already. It's kind of sad. Of
0: course. And even when you're an adult, you make mistakes. You fuck up. So... (laughs) We shouldn't judge everybody like without context on down to the littlest um to every single little thing they do. Like yes, keep an eye on them. And if it becomes a part- pattern, then say to them like, hey, that's not okay. And if they keep doing them, then cancel it. But we have become so unforgiving and so
1: we are lacking empathy. You're so right. And I mean, like, it's kind of funny for me to say all of these things because I I mean, I can be a very judgmental person and I feel like this conversation is helping me realize like how unfair that is to other people and to myself, because we'll never really know the whole story.
0: Yes. And I'm going to put an example here that we're not going to mention on like the cases, but like people canceled Dixie D'Amelio, who is a teenager. Because she spit out a snail that she was eating. And to be honest, if I ate a snail, I'm pretty sure I would spit it out as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe people like it. Maybe it's fancy cuisine and friends. But I don't know. Like, we're entitled to have our, our, like, our own opinions. And maybe we make mistakes. But like... Don't go ahead and cancel everybody that second. Yeah, you're right. Give people a chance to apologize first. Call them out. If they apologize, then it's okay. We'll make mistakes. The important important thing is we'll learn from them. If they don't apologize, then look into it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm yeah i think that should be like the procedure we take so now that we've stated like our opinions and i think we've made like our points pretty clear we will be moving on to the section of pros and cons where we will just analyze like the good things and the bad things about cancel culture because as we've said we think that it does have pros and cons so i would say like the first main pro we both like identified was definitely accountability. I think we can't deny that this whole cancel culture leads people to be more aware of what they're doing and think twice before they talk. I know it's what's happened with me. Whenever I post something that's even the slightest bit controversial, I ask myself, like, do I really want people to see this? Do I really want them to judge me because of this? And just make sure that if I truly support it, then great. Like, there's no problem in sharing it. But just thinking of the possible consequences that can come from that. And that's definitely a good thing because looking back, like I wasn't alive a couple of decades ago, but I think that people were probably more careless in the way they talked and acted because there weren't so many eyes on them. And that's partly due to like globalization and the. Internet. And I also think there, like obviously Gen Z
0: is a generation of change. We're seeing everything that's made wrong with the world we're seeing the social injustices and we're changing them and that's where cancel culture was born like out of the need to tell everybody like you have to get on the train because it's leaving the station and you have to learn to accept everybody for who they are no matter their sexual orientation or their religion or their skin color or their race So, you know, I feel like it was born out of good intentions, but it's gotten out of control. Totally. And, like, the part where, like, it tells people, like, hey, it's the 21st century. You cannot be racist anymore. Times have changed. It's great. I am totally for that. Yeah, me too. We also think it helps people learn to own their mistakes. Because, again, if I say something racist and I own it and I say, like, that was wrong, I'm sorry, I I won't do it again. I know what that meant. And I know that that hurt people and that that was wrong. Then it shows change. It shows that that person or, like, me in this case, if I said something racist that they know what they did wrong and they are working towards change but like if yeah it really helps own your own mistakes and that's good because that means like there will be a
1: change in that person mhm i totally agree And then like another aspect, I think it definitely helps you to push you to improve if it is done respectfully. I think there's like a very respectful way to correct people in cancel culture. But there's also like really harsh trolls (laughs) that can be really insensitive on there. So if it's done respectfully, I think that you can actually learn. It's like, you know, when you're little. And you're learning things. I mean, I think this has been something that has been, like, widely discussed. Like, if your parents are trying to teach you something and, you know, like, if they're violent or if they, like, disrespect you, you're probably not going to learn it. You're probably going to end up with some sort of trauma in comparison to if they speak to you or teach you in a really like respectful loving caring way you'll probably be more receptive to what they're telling you and it can make long lasting lessons so I think it goes down to that how are people going to treat you how are people going to correct you if it's done respectfully I definitely think it can be an environment for growth because if it's done in a mean rude way it will just encourage feelings like shame where you know a fight or flight response will be activated and we probably won't get the results we want Another thing I was thinking about is that in some way it can kind of build a community. I feel like, I don't know, like, If you know that everybody has your best interests at heart and people around you want to make sure that you're educated, that you're well informed, that you're a respectful person, they're going to be looking out for you and they're going to be making sure that you're not digging yourself into a hole or that you're not doing wrong things, maybe without realizing it. So you kind of have this community that has your back in some type of way and that wants you to be your best, again, if it's done respectfully. And I like to think that cancel culture, as Mati said, was born from a place of wanting to improve. So I want to think that at its core, it wants to cultivate better people instead of turning a blind eye to things that in the past were ignored. So I think that by shedding the light to these problematics and making sure that we aren't ignoring or overlooking important issues, that we're just going to be like learning to be better just act better say things in a more respectful way and not hurt other people but again i feel like the way things done really influence how the result i will agree look like. with that like if again
0: like it's it all comes down of how it's done because if we took another approach and made it respectful and again called out people before we canceled them things would be so much different because we would actually give people like a chance to learn because if you're canceled then you learn but your career is over exactly maybe you can come back from that one but like it really it's it's scary Mm mm-hmm now the cons we find is that again it's harsh because we are judging people for minimal mistakes they make and um canceling them and it's insensitive again because we're I feel like the internet and just not having to see like each other in the face while telling them like all the things we Like Gen Z is writing on the internet has made us lose a ton of empathy because obviously, Mm -hmm. like insulting someone or like saying the things people say about celebrities and people in the public eye wouldn't be so easy to say it to their face because I've I've read comments and they're
1: horrifying, and I. Yeah, I think you're really right. Because like what you're saying, I mean, people have really just learned to see things as black or white, you know, like what you did was entirely wrong or it was acceptable, you know? I feel like, and this ties back to what we were saying before, that people talk without knowing the whole story and the whole background. And I think it's something that really just puts under a microscope all of our values. Like what you told us earlier about Dixie, I mean, I don't think it was something morally wrong what she did. Maybe it was a little bit rude. Maybe, like, those aren't, like, correct manners and etiquette or whatever. But it's not the end of the world. She wasn't directly hurting anybody else. She wasn't doing something that was harming the rest of the planet. So it probably wasn't justified for her to be cancelled that way.
0: Yes. And... We also think... Oh, I'm sorry. Like, again... And it's not just cancel culture, just like this hate our generation has for, you know, some celebrities or like things I like we can love some celebrities, but we can also hate them so much for no reason, just because we don't like them. And the thing I I just think being on their position, like no matter matter how good stuff seem, I have like that would probably wreck me and affect me because, Mm -hmm. and because the things that are said on the
1: internet are so horrible. Yeah. I think like Gen Z is just so much, so much more intense about everything. And we're very vocal about like, I think that's what sets us aside from other generations. We've just expressed and we've been so firm in so many things. And that can be good. But like, in this whole context of cancel culture, I mean, we're definitely seeing all the negative impacts it can have. So again, it can be cancel culture can be really insensitive, because sometimes people say things and they are simply interpreted wrong, or they're taken out of context, or they spoke out of ignorance. So I think that People just tend to look at the result or one interview or one statement and make up this whole story that they can't back up and they immediately cancel people because of that. So I think that, you know, like Mati said, it's just a huge loss of empathy. And I think that something that also concerns us is the fact that it can resurface past issues because it really limits people. It's that people can go. And as we talked about earlier, you know the fear of maybe things from our past resurfacing, like in the future, that can be really scary because people just, again, will see that content and will think that's the person we are today, when in reality, so much has changed. And I know that with things that have resurfaced from celebrities in the past, they probably regret saying or doing that. They probably understand their mistake. They've probably grown. And I mean, I'm putting a lot of faith in them here right now, but I genuinely think that can be the case that you know you just get so bashed for something you did in the past and people hate on you as if you did that yesterday and they don't really understand the span of time and how much you can have evolved in that length. For and sure. I'm not trying to justify like these past mistakes. I mean obviously if you did something wrong in the past, then you know like we can't just sweep it under the rug. But I think that they're treating these things from the past as if they were happening in the present. And In my opinion, it deserves, like, a bit of a different protocol. You should be held accountable for it. But, you know, you can't judge so quickly because you probably have changed. I hope people have changed when they do these bad things. Of
0: course. Like, people change so much in a year. And this could be, like, decades Mm -hmm. before.
1: So. Yeah. Totally. And it also leads us to learn out of fear. And I feel like this is the most important part of cancel culture. Because as Mati and I were saying... The way you do things matter and the environment for learning matters. So I feel like now it's just a setting where we're being really cautious, but out of fear. And I think maybe our main concern is not doing things well so that I don't hurt other people, but instead doing things well so that other people don't hurt me. And so other people don't cancel me. And that's not the mindset or the headspace we should be in. I don't think it's the best way to promote learning and growth. For sure. Like I feel like if you learn something out
0: of fear, it becomes this again trauma that you have in your mm-hmm. head and if you if we think to the future, everybody would be will be so scared, like future actors and actresses and singers there there will be like this anxiety when it comes to speaking out in public, because as much as Gen Z loves to speak, we're also scared of it because, again, it may get us canceled. And if we get canceled, there is a possibility that our life and our career is basically over. Yeah, you're so right. Okay, so now we want to move on to some out- outstanding stories that we've heard and like maybe these people that we're gonna talk about has have bounced back, but we have like some cases that we agree on why they were cancelled, and then there's some that I don't agree personally. So the first person we want to talk about, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I I think he he has to be canceled. Like he has done so many bad things.
1: So, so 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 and he doesn't own it. I feel like the difference, I mean earlier we were talking about like some things should be canceled, some things shouldn't be canceled and this is a very clear distinction because I feel like in his case, I mean every day he gives us a different reason to cancel him. You know, it's not just a one-time thing. I feel like every day we're constantly being shown like uglier and uglier facets and more horrible things. So that really goes to show like what kind of a person he is and such. So it's just distinguishing like if it's repetitive or not, whether that justifies his cancellation.
0: Plus, this has been happening for decades. And he has never owned a single
1: one of his mistakes. go listen our episode and go listen to our episode on trump
0: (laughs) (laughs) like if you want to get like i feel like everything which we talked about in that episode is a reason to cancel him and there was the fairy emoji incident which was like basically all gen Z went and commented things with fairy emojis and star emojis in his posts but they were nice things they were like go to hell and things like that
1: but I feel like period.
0: <laughs> it's it's fair for him. He has done so many bad things. Like I I totally agree with this one. Like again, this like my opinion is divided in the subject. Like it's not clear because again there's situations like this. One where I feel like it's totally okay and we should do it. But then there's other situations I think it's stupid. Yeah, for sure. Next up, it's Carla Johansson.
1: So... Uh... Take it away, honey. <laughs> You're the one who knows all of this tea. <laughs> <laughs> why do I feel like I am the one who knows all of the celebrity
0: tea? Uh, what do you mean, why do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean... It's always... Oh, my God. I have to, I don't know, teach you how to...
1: Yeah. I mean, like, we were talking about this before we recorded. She was like, you know who they are, right? And I was like, listen, Mati, every time you feel the need to ask me, you know who they are, right? Just assume I don't know who they are, right? Like, I mean, she she talks about all these famous people as if they were, like, her close, tight (laughs) friendship circle. And I don't know who half of them are.
0: Okay, I know so much about this because I'm a huge fan from, like... Um, movies and series and again I love knowing things you guys it's like I don't care what it is I want to know it because it gives me some sort of control over life and I have obviously control issues so I like knowing like I see a movie and I'm like who directed it who produced it who is the cast and what does the cast do what other movies have they done and it's, it's just a vicious circle that has led me to know a lot of things about Hollywood. (laughs) Anyways, Scarlett Johansson is an actress. You may know her from Avengers and a bunch of other things. So, what happened is that this started with her movie Ghost on the Shell. So, Ghost on the Shell is, again, I, I, I am not sure, but I think it's based on a manga. And obviously it's, you know, Asian. So, the... The character she plays is Asian, and well, she's playing an Asian role, so everybody was like, She shouldn't be. She's a white woman. Why is she playing somebody Asian? And again, I agree, she shouldn't have played somebody Asian, but like she did. And I think she apologized for it. Moving on, two years later, it, a news came out and she was supposedly playing a trans role and after this came out she did an interview and in said interview like when it came out there was a quote from her but like the quote was obviously manipulated to look like as if she said something like the quote was unfinished so it looked so insensitive and Everybody was like, you shouldn't be playing a trans role, which again, I kind of agree on. And like, they were like, she's so insensitive. She doesn't care for the community, blah, blah, blah. So then she made a statement saying like, obviously, that's taking out of context. I am a huge supporter from this. And I have like you know, gone deep in this story and watch like her role in that movie was she was a producer of that movie. Scarlett Johansson has a producing company and she was producing that movie. They didn't even know if she was playing that role, but it came out and it blew up and they canceled her for something she was not doing. And for, and for a quote that was taken out of context. And so again, like the context thing, before you do something, Research it. It's like talking about, I don't know, the Paris Climate Agreement without knowing what it is. Mm -hmm. It's just setting yourself up up for, like, something that's not right. So what do you think about this case, There.
1: Well, I mean... (laughs) Um... I feel like there has definitely been, like, a lot of drama with this type of, you know, actors which aren't part of certain marginalized groups playing roles of those marginalized groups. Like, again, the whole thing that happened with Maddie Ziegler, who's Sia's little minion, and then she was going to play, like... (laughs) I love the title! She is! I mean, yes, she is, but... (laughs) Um... And so, like, people were cancelling Maddie because she was playing an autistic role and Maddie is not autistic. I mean, like, I feel actors, and I'm saying this with, like, all due respect, I don't want to offend anyone, and I certainly do not want to get cancelled. I feel like actors have always been trained to play roles of things they are not, and they learn to impersonate like people with different personalities and them you know different interests and stuff and I feel like when it comes to minorities it can be a little bit more delicate and I don't fully comprehend the reason why I mean like if certain roles are reserved for certain communities I feel like it's really limiting them I feel like an autistic person should not be an, an autistic actor should not be restricted to to specifically autistic roles they should be able to portray any role because they're more than capable to impersonate any role even if it's not autistic like them so I feel like promoting that only autistic people should play autistic roles and only trans people should play trans roles further promotes the ideal that they're only entitled to that and that that's all there they'll ever be because the beauty in acting is pretending to be something else and I feel like Autistic people should be allowed to play roles of people who aren't autistic and vice versa, because that's essentially what acting is about. And I don't think it promotes discrimination. I just think it promotes their craft and them learning to improve in their craft, in my humble opinion.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think there's truth in what you said, but I also think like... At the end of the day, actors are not the ones who make that des- decisions in movies there's you so... know there's a whole bunch of people behind them there's you know producers there's directors there's casting directors there's the company that's making and funding the movie and all of those inputs go into casting certain actors and again the ones who get canceled are the actors because they're the public face of the movie. And like some actors go and audition for things without knowing what there is, what their, they're, like the role they're auditioning for are because the industry is so secretive. So I think think that's definitely true before canceling actors for roles there they play we should you know think about who is behind them but again you know if 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 it's a recurring theme theme and they do not apologize for it then
1: maybe we can who knows it's yeah you're right girl there's so i feel like People take out their rage on the actors because it's all they know, and I feel like for people who aren't like so educated on like the Hollywood world, I mean, like we can think that you know the actors are the ones who make all their all the calls, but there are agents, there are so many people, there are publicists, there are so many people advising them what to do. So if they make a wrong move, all the repercussions rely on them because like we don't know who else was in impl- who else was involved but you know then you learn and you realize that it's not all their fault.
0: At the end of the day actors just show up and said read a few <laughs> lines, make a few faces and go home. <laughs> yeah. That would be such a good job. Like I, in like in a perfect world where I could be successful in any industry. I would I, I would be an actress.
1: I wanted to be an actor an actress when I was younger but i realized i wasn't good at that
0: (laughs) i feel like i'm a pretty good actress but like my passion is just surgery
1: (laughs) yeah like i'm i'm not even good at lying you know so like how could i act i feel like i'm i'm a decent liar well i don't know have you lied to me (laughs) i don't (laughs) know i suck (laughs) I suck at detecting lies. Like, I'm a Capricorn, and I'm supposed to be, like, really good at detecting lies. But I am such a gullible person. Like, I can believe anything you tell me.
0: Oh, God, no. Like, again, the information thing. Like, I do not believe it until it's proved by information.
1: Yeah, you've got, like, a really critical eye. And that's so important, especially, like, in this age where there's so much, like, misinformation and fake news. Like, that's a really important trait to have. In this world. but like again it's
0: it's also a problem because I am kind of addicted to knowing things, yeah, <laughs> and that's a problem <laughs> that's a problem because it's like, why do I know so many things, and why? <laughs> why why is it so not like i mean i I probably know more like fun facts than anybody I know, and it's like. Every time I'm having a conversation with anyone, I'm like, and by the way, and I just plurge on a fact and everybody's like, okay, shut up. And I'm like, I'm
1: sorry. Gold, I aspire to be like that knowledgeable.
0: It's it's kind of a curse. It's a blessing and a curse, am I right? <laughs> yes, it is. It's that. Oh my god, I, I,
1: I can't. It's a double-edged sword. I was going to say
0: that, but I couldn't <laughs> translate it from Spanish to English. <laughs> I,
1: was like, uh, I feel like the, the <laughs> we, we use that so much in Spanish. I use it a lot in Spanish. What? I use that expression a lot in Spanish. Of course, there's so many things.
0: It- but moving on, on th- to our third story, we're going to talk about J.K. Rowling. So she, was it last year or was it this year? I don't know. I think it was last year. Okay, I I think so as well. Last year, J.K. Rowling tweeted this transphobic tweet. And don't get me wrong, I was enraged. I'm a huge supporter of every minority there is in this world. So, when she said what she said on that tweet, that I'm not gonna mention what, what she said because I think it's insensitive and wrong, I was enraged. And I had like a huge conversation with my friends, and they were just not interested. And I was like, how could she say that? That is so not okay. <laughs> and, and, well, she was canceled. I think they should have canceled well I mean yeah because she didn't apologize.
1: and I feel like that leads way to like a really interesting conversation which we're not going to get into today because it's a whole other topic but maybe in another episode and it's separating like the artist from their creation because Mati and I are both like big fans of Harry Potter yes and kind of like seeing this unfortunate reality of the creator like literally the mother of those books i mean it's kind of like i mean the books themselves obviously are not transphobic but it's just kind of like disheartening to see that type of thing but you know like i think she deserved to be canceled for that because there's no doubt in like how insensitive that tweet was But I think it's really interesting to link that back into, like, her work and whether or not that's reflected in it. For sure, because I feel like, I
0: mean, I've read
1: the Harry Potter
0: books all the way through, like, seven times. They're they're what got me into reading. They'll they'll always hold a special place in my heart. And I feel like they don't have any
1: transphobic, like, plots. But at the same time, they don't, like, or do they have any trans characters? No, but they were written,
0: like, on the 90s.
1: It's just, like, yeah, that's true, but it's just, like, it's continuing to promote that, like, cis default, you know? Yes, I know. Whether or not she realized it when she was writing I know, it, but, we know?
0: like, we also have to take that, at, like, we also have to know when things were written, because, again, if we're gonna talk about Romeo and Juliet, or, like, pride and prejudice they also don't have like any lgbtqi characters because they were written in another time and like it or not the 90s was a long time ago (laughs) so i feel like the the books are okay i like them and i'm i'm not gonna stop liking liking them but the author i i don't like jk Rowling anymore Okay, we're gonna move on all right. to what it's done to us, what cancel culture has done to us.
1: Yes, so in my opinion, I feel like we're all living in a constant state of fear. And not the good kind of fear. I mean, I already talked a little bit about, like, how it's good to, like, stay on your toes and whatever. But I feel like this is deeper, you know, like, is my career going to end because of something I say today or in 10 years? It's just really, it's put so much more pressure on every little thing. And you can't tell me that's not frightening. It has definitely produced so much more drama as well. And there's no doubt that Gen Z is a fond lover of tea and scandals and everything and i wouldn't say that cancel culture was created specifically to continue promoting that i don't think that's the case but it's definitely one of the consequences whether it was intended or not that everything is a big deal now every little comment every little There's action so much drama. is blown out of proportion exactly like in the past you know like there weren't there wasn't so much meaning behind every little thing do you know what I mean like now everything feels so serious and so like transcendental exactly
0: like if you look so, at the scandals from like 2000s like I feel like the biggest scandal from 2000 and to 2010 was Brad Brad Pitt leaving Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie But if you look at the 2010s until 2021, there's so much stuff going on.
1: Exactly. And I feel like that is seen like not like it's seen in so many aspects. Like it's just that craving for new headlines, whether it be like in politics for the news or just like in pop culture. Like they're so thirsty to put more things out there that I feel like they can kind of manipulate anything they come across, I think. (laughs) And I feel like it's just led us to be so hyper aware of every move, you know, everything. You have to think it twice and not in like the good way that's keeping you woke, just in a place where you're genuinely frightened for like your life and your stability. And I feel like that has led me to even overthink like what I post on my Finsta. My Finsta is a close circle with like my friends and stuff, the people who know me for who I am. So in theory, I shouldn't be. Thank you. (laughs) We shouldn't be frightened to post who we really are or what we really think. But even when I do post controversial things, I'm kind of scared of like what my more conservative friends will think of me. Or, you know, if people will like unfollow me and I feel like, that's just a very clear evidence of what cancel culture has left us.
0: For sure. And like again, it, everybody's just constantly looking over their shoulder. Is now everything mm-hmm. we say through the internet, it's like on record. Like they file it away. Yeah. And who knows when on the map.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. That's really scary. And that's I feel like what At least my mom's telling me a lot, you know, like, you need to be careful with what you post and stuff. And I'm so scared that, like, in the future when I'm applying for jobs or university, that institutions will just look through, like, my Instagram. And, I mean, I I don't drink and I haven't posted – I don't drink, so I haven't posted any pictures drinking. But, like, I'm scared that any little thing will be, like – will give, like, a bad image, you
0: know? Or, like, I can't understand, like, half of Gen, oh. well, 75% of Gen Z babes, and they just post exactly. videos vaping. And I'm like, honey, don't
1: do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. It can come back and bite <laughs> yeah. you in the butt later. Again, way <laughs> too much drama.
0: Why? Just, I mean,
1: What's I the get name? it.
0: There's so much scandals. Like, have you ever, like, gone through page six? Page six is a tabloid. Holy God. Like, there's so much scandals. And everybody's like, this person is in a new relationship. He's dating her and her dated him. And it's like, good Lord.
1: We're just so yes. nosy. Like... We're all looking Again, at other people's business.
0: celebrities now have given up so much of their privacy. And, like, they have paparazzi following them. And then they have Instagram and Twitter. And I don't know how many more social platforms. And it becomes exhausting. Totally. And I feel... Okay, so... Go ahead. I feel like (laughs) society may, like, crumble for this. Yeah. Because, again, we're just digging our own graves. Yes. We
1: totally are. Okay, so to wrap up this episode, we're going to dive into the weekly favorites. So, I am really excited to share mine. This week, I have a CD I bought, an ice cream, and a news resource. So, yesterday, we were in the mall, and we got some CDs. My sister got Fine Line by Harry Styles, and I got The New Abnormal by The Strokes. And I was just so excited, because I know CDs are, like, out of style right now, because, like, aux cords and bluetooth and everything but in my family like we still use cds like in the car we have a cd like in the car so like we we have a cd in there and then you know it like Set sa- it's playing while we put in our phone and stuff, so we do get to hear them, and I'm really excited for that one. And then the ice cream I got sent like the tub of like a liter of ice cream from crepes and Waffles, and it's a chocolate ice cream, which I think is so delicious. Chocolate is my favorite flavor, and this one is so good because it's so creamy, it just it melts in my mouth. Well, it's cold, but like it melts, you know what I mean. Um, and it's just it's got it's this- ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's got this really strong flavor and I don't want it to end I literally want to get like 10 so that I never have to run out (laughs) and then lastly the news resource I mean I have trouble like staying informed so I'm always trying to find a way that's like really captivating for me and that I can actually keep up with because it's like what they say about productivity systems the best productivity system is the one you actually use and I feel like the same happens with news the best news system is the one you actually keep up with So I have the BBC News app on my phone and they have this segment that's like videos of the day. So it's a group of like eight videos that are trending that day and they have anything you need. They have like politics, they have coronavirus updates, they have fun little stories, they have testimonies. So I feel like it's a really good way to stay in the know of things in a fun, dynamic, captivating way. And they're really short. You know, they're like, I haven't seen anything longer than five minutes, like a video longer than five minutes. And they're usually like, one, two minutes. So it's been a really good way for me to stay informed. That's cool. What about you? Mine are So this week
0: we started senior year. Now this feels ah. surreal. Yes. Like, I cannot believe it. I still feel like I'm in middle school or something like that. And yeah. I am... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and It's just, it's been a blast because we got to go to school and see our friends and it was great and I love it and I am actually really excited for this year because I I, I really want to, you know, I feel like I function best when I have stuff to do. That's why you'll normally, you'll normally find me with like two or three projects and When you're in school, then I am busy because I obviously have classes. And then I have, you know, this podcast and we're doing another thing in school with Dan and I. And it's just great because I feel like if I had a deadline,
1: then I will actually do things. Exactly. Like if you're a busy person, that leads you to respond better to deadlines and to just always be on top of your work because you recognize that you don't have much time. So the little time you do have, you need to maximize it. Of course. Then the second weekly favorite is so-
0: the song "Flags" by Coldplay. Now this is like the third time we feature Coldplay in <laughs> our podcast, but it's yeah, yeah, really, yeah. it's it's really what like probably my favorite band ever. Yes. And "Flags" is a new song that came out. And it's it's amazing. I'm in love. And the last one is um, our senior hoodie because here in Colombia, uh, when like s- somebody goes to senior year, we have like especially if you're in a private school, the generations are really little. Mm-hmm. So when you like, get to 10th grade, you start designing your senior hoodie, which is, you know, the, the hoodie you'll wear for the rest of, like, for your senior year. You and can, like, really... wear it with
1: your uniform.
0: And it's distinct, and, it like, really, it, it, it makes me feel good.
1: Yeah, I it's, know. like, the achievement after so many years of school, and it's, like, your your little flag of I made it to my last year. And it makes me feel
0: empowered because I'm like, yeah. at last we're here. Like after all this hard work and mm-hmm. after all like the late nights and the that's crying years. over stuff, and it, we're finally here, and we're mm-hmm. a year away from achieving what we've worked all our life for. Yeah. So yeah, those are that's it for this week, guys. I feel like we had a really nice conversation and Me that we, too. I mean, it's a really 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 controversial topic and we had the guts to go and say maybe it's not right.
1: <laughs> yeah, please don't cancel us. Um I think we both made it pretty clear how scary that is and we say everything from like our own positions. From what we've learned, from what we've seen. And we really try to be like humble with what we say and just recognize that, you know, we're just two teenagers trying to change the world. So please, like, be respectful to different opinions. And we're, we're learning as you guys are. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, that is it for this week's episode. We would like to clarify that we're not specialists. Everything we share is based off experiences and research. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Our Pointist Podcast. We love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys. You can also contact us through our email, ourpointistpodcast at gmail.com. Please tag us on your stories and posts. Also please rate, review, follow and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It will it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people and being included in rankings. Plus we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us. Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.